I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 388 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. Do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is cloudy with a chance of fatherhood wisdom today as I welcome meteorologist Lee Goldberg to the podcast. Lee Goldberg is the chief meteorologist for Channel 7's Eyewitness News, where he has been forecasting the weather since 1996. In my opinion, Lee Goldberg is the best-dressed dad on TV, and it's always so cool to see him posting his AccuTire over there on Instagram. As parents, we are constantly relying on the weathermen to help us plan for our child's birthdays, sporting events, and all other outdoor activities. Lee has been helping families to plan their special occasions for many years. It's an honor to have him on the podcast today. Lee Goldberg will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Lee Goldberg was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you would like to watch the conversation between the meteorologist and myself, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and if you enjoyed today's interview with Lee Goldberg, I highly suggest you flip it back to episode 377 and check out my interview with weatherman Al Roker and lock it in for next week. The dancing weatherman Nick Koser of Good Day Charlotte will be here. He has certainly added a unique approach to forecasting the weather. Tomorrow is NFL opening day, and boy, do I have a special guest for you guys. NFL Hall of Fame quarterback legend Jim Kelly will be here with me. Jim Kelly has got just an incredible story. He's an amazing human being and such a fighter. He may have lost four Super Bowls in a row, but he has defeated cancer three times. He has provided a message of hope and healing to millions of people around the world. So don't miss out on that one dropping tomorrow. And please follow me over on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out who will be joining me here next week on the podcast. And if you could do me a favor, guys, hit me with a rating and a review over on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you enjoy listening to the show. It goes a long way to help me out here. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life fatherhood rocks family values rule and every day is father's day right here with me and i'm going to be right back with eyewitness news chief meteorologist lee goldberg i'm alec lace and you're listening to first class fatherhood Today's episode is being brought to you by Manscaped, and dads, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing that you can control, and that is shaving that area that made you a dad in the first place. My sponsors over at Manscaped.com are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premier electric trimmer that is waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology, so you never have to worry about scratching those love spuds while you're giving yourself a smooth shave. The Lawnmower 3.0 is included in the Perfect Package 3.0, and for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package kit, you're going to get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. And let me tell you something right now, guys. The Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs are the best pair of drawers I've ever put on. So what are you waiting for? Visit Manscaped.com. Use my promo code FATHER. You're going to save 20% off your order plus free shipping. That's 20% off your order plus get free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FATHER and get rid of those short hairs in your short pants today. Joining me now, First Class Father, Lee Goldberg. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Uh, it's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, let's kick it off like this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? 
I have two kids. Emily is 20 and Ethan is 18. We're just about to be empty nesters uh, headed into the fall for the first time. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. My oldest is heading into high school for the first. I got four kids myself. My youngest is in Emily. She's our only girl. So, uh, oh, my goodness. Cool. Yeah. What, what type great. of what type of sports or activities are they into? Uh, Ethan ran cross country all through high school. Um, Emily is a hiker. Uh, she's just outdoor adventurer. That's what she loves to do is hike. OK. Also, if you could leave, just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Okay, uh, I am the chief meteorologist at WABC-TV in New York City. Um, I uh, have been kind of a weather geek since I was a little kid. I uh, grew up in the Boston area, so it was nor'easters and um, hurricanes. And I just, I love the idea of being able to be able to forecast something that helped everybody prepare and, and in their everyday life. And it just fascinated me. And then the science and everything came after it. I just, I loved it. So I, I made my own weather station when I was a little kid. My dad put something on the house where I could have all my instruments mounted down in the basement. And it just took off from there. That's what I studied in college at Cornell and uh, started working, started my career in Syracuse, New York, and, and came to New York City 25 years ago. Yeah, awesome, Lee, and, and I've been watching you for years, and your passion for weather really comes through uh, on your uh, forecast and everything, so it's awesome to watch you, and, and along this journey then, Lee, about how old were you then when you first became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Okay, as I first became a dad, um, let's see, as I married my, my middle school sweetheart, Jess and I went to, uh, I mean, we were actually next to each other in a nursery school picture, so I guess that's my soulmate, um, we, just, we just celebrated our 22nd uh, wedding anniversary. And Emily's 20. All right. So I, so I was 27 when we had our first child in New York City, lived in the city for about nine months, Upper West Side near the station. And then we moved to the suburbs, uh, a little closer to family in Boston. So we moved north. And, um, well, it changes your whole perspective. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, your priorities go from it's all about me to it's all about them. And, and, and that's what it's been ever since. And, uh, you know, see how the family evolves over the years and, you know, the challenges you face and especially in a time like this, how you come together. It's uh, it's an incredible evolution, ups and downs and all around. Yeah, well said. Yeah. One of the best things I think, I mean, one of the silver linings here for the pandemic has been the fact that my family, we've all been together and I'm really enjoying the family time that we've had. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Uh, and what, what would you say about uh, as far as discipline goes, Lee, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is it different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Um, you know, I, I, I'm probably on the tougher side. Um, my wife and I complement each other really well, um, in, in the way that we discipline, um, but we run a pretty tight ship. Um, like even, you know, even as I've seen during the pandemic, you know, we're probably a little bit more on the, on the strict side with the way that we're regulating, you know, what the kids have done kind of the last to maybe allow group meetings and, and so forth. Um, but uh, what's major on our uh, priority list is just consideration. And, and maybe we've even set the bar sometimes too high for other people in our lives with that. Um, and that's rubbed off on the kids. So um, we're, we're not as forgiving as maybe we should be. But we try to be like absolutely uber considerate of everybody. Just, you know, when you're around people, whether it's their personal space or your interactions with them. Just always put yourselves in their shoes and, um, and, and you know, be thankful. And uh, it's, um, that, that's really important to us. And I think so far they've, they've, they've uh, fallen the lead.
Yeah, good stuff. And, and as I said, my, my oldest is about to hit high school here, so I'm just about to get into all the fun stuff of driving, dating, and all this other stuff. So I'm kind of curious, how did you kind of handle it with your kids when it came time to hit that dating scene? Oh, to hit the dating scene. Wow. Okay, so for, so it, it was first Emily, obviously. <laughs> um, so it was just about, um, you know, she initially, when she was a, a little kid, she was more of a follower. And I think she, but she was an observer for a long time. And then like sort of a strength kind of swelled through her. And so I, I, I sort of tapped into that and just said, you know, you're a strong young woman and that's just how I want you to make sure that, that you proceed in, in your relationships. You know, um, you don't have to be, uh, let the other person drive things. You know, you make sure you're comfortable with everything. Um, try to have a balance. In other words, you know, I mean, I, I know you can go boyfriend, girlfriend crazy. I certainly did it with my wife growing up. Um, but she's it's kind of actually unusual to me. It's, it's sort of very balanced. So I just I tried to just make sure that she always thought about herself and not that it was, you know, she and this boyfriend, she, that it was always, you know, the two of them. It was you know her first and then, you know, let things go down from there. But, you know, in terms of Ethan, it's just I, it's funny. And, and I shouldn't maybe, maybe it's sexist the way you do it. But, you know, your initial thought growing up as a teenage boy and seeing a teenage boy it's like you just make sure you're respectful you treat her just like you would treat mom you know that whole thing yeah i'm hoping like i said my emily is only six i'm already dreading them days but i'm hoping my three boys will season me enough so i get prepared for when she hits the scene out there so uh well you no, you'll see in preschool even if a little guy comes up to your daughter you'd be like hey there wait a second you gotta deal with me first uh, and, and listen, you're obviously, listen, you're, you're definitely one of the best dressed newsmen, uh, you know, on the broadcasts there. So yeah, I know you do the, um, the AccuTire. I always love those posts that you put up on Instagram. Do you, do you have like a, a, a you get any advertisements out of that? Is that a thing or is that just something personal that you do or, uh, would you have a favorite suit that you wear? Today's episode is being brought to you by Mellon. Mellon has designed a hat in collaboration with Navy SEAL Jeff Nichols and the Lone Survivor Foundation. This united hat is designed to bring us together as a nation, as a global community, and as neighbors. It is designed to inspire hope in one another and to work together towards positive outcomes. This united hat stands for getting things back on track and working together to get us there. United we stand. The Lone Survivor Foundation will be donating $10 for every Mellon United hat sold. The Lone Survivor Foundation provides a no-cost post-traumatic program to help U.S. service members, veterans, and their families recover from combat trauma. Visit Mellon or tap the link in today's show notes and rock your United Mellon hat today. United, we stand. Listen, you're definitely one of the best-dressed newsmen, uh, you know, on the broadcasts there. So yeah, I know you do the um, the AccuTire. I always love those posts that you put up on Instagram. Do you ha do you have like a, a, a you get any advertisements out of that? Is that a thing, or is that just something personal that you do, or uh, would you have a favorite suit that you wear? So I have a brother. So I'm my mother's daughter when it comes to that. She was always with the clothes and everything. Her, my grandfather was a dressmaker, a tailor. Um, so I've always been into that. And I found when I, my gift to myself, when I got the job in New York back in 96 was to go and get a custom made suit, which is, it's a little bit more uh, widespread now. You know, you could go to what different shops and they do made to measure. Sorry, you might hear some weeding going on in the background, but, um, I met a guy on the Upper East Side. We've kind of grown up together and it, he makes all my suits, shirts and ties. And then 
we go through swatches and, and I just, I like to put it together. Everybody always comments, oh, uh, uh, thank your wife for putting it together. And now that's not the case. I'm, I'm very into it. <laughs> awesome. And you know, a, a lot of th things have changed now, obviously, in the meteorologist world as they have everywhere else. The way that we, you know, you guys find out and forecast weather and stuff and the way to become uh, a news person or uh, a meteorologist has changed. So what type of advice do you have out there for the parent whose, whose kid is interested in a career in meteorology? Which route should they take? Well, it's a it's an incredible industry right now. It's a growing industry. The broadcast part of it is, is very challenging. Um, uh, the television industry has changed quite a bit, but in terms of the way people consume weather, there is you know endless opportunities. You know, my parents it, it was a sort of unorthodox profession to try to go into when I was growing up. My parents were very supportive about it, so I tell parents to. You know, if, if their kids are showing a passion for this, and, and you'll even hear a lot of adults will come up to me like, oh, I always wanted to do that, but I ended up doing something a little safer, maybe a little bit more mainstream. You know, if they have a passion for it, let them follow it. I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, whether it's now online or different, just so many amateur forecasters, make sure they get their degree. It's so critical. Um, a lot of great schools out there, and whether it's broadcasts or government or private industry, a lot of great opportunities. And with the era that we're in and sort of supercharged weather, uh, we need great scientists. So it's so important that we have the next generation come up. Yeah, right on with that. Now, you've covered so many different storms uh, over your career here. Is there any one in particular that was the, the most challenging storm for you to cover where you were out there in the middle of it? Uh, Superstorm Sandy by far, uh, you know, because so we're talking 2012. Um, and I had been in the market a long time and covered blizzards and, and some brushes with tropical systems. But to go on air, especially the night before, and, and we play that video a lot in some promotions, the, I've never had that tone before, the night before, knowing what this storm could do to the tri-state area, the biggest natural disaster that was going to happen to the New York City metro area. So that was by far the most challenging and, and sort of long-term coverage I've ever done. Yeah, it's amazing that that's eight years ago already because it's still see it's still fresh. Even I'm I'm down here in Middletown by the uh, you know by the Jersey Shore and it's it was just devastated yeah. down here and the after effects are still lingering around and it's uh, it's amazing. So, um, yeah. do your kids do they watch you uh, forecast the weather? Are they into that at all or are they kind of grown old on them by now? You know, it's it's certainly not as um, yeah, it's it's not the novelty that it was. Uh, you know, now they haven't been to the studio in so long. They used to come to the studio a lot when they were little kids. They'd hide under the newscast, uh, under the news desk during one of the casts. It was really fun. Um, but now I've been broadcasting from home. So, you know, I'm out on the back deck doing backyard weather. They're coming in and out. So I still think there's something special about it to them. Um, and. You know, it, it is a special thing for the family, too, sometimes, whether I can post about an anniversary or their accomplishments. There's a lot of feedback and, and really kind words from our viewers. So I think there's always something special about it. Yeah, and you mentioned there you're getting ready to be an empty nester there. What kind of uh, what kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future? Well, it kind of shifted a lot because initially I thought my wife and I'd be on the move and, you know, some three-day weekends and get out of town a little bit. So now we have to sort of revise that. Um, so... I think we'll do a little bit more skiing. We'll do some road trips. Um, like a lot of people, we've done a lot of home improvement during this. Um, but the great thing is we get a lot of history to lean back on being together so long. So we enjoy each other a lot. So even if it's just, you know, walking in cold spring or Kent, Connecticut or some of the nice towns around the area, I mean, we have a great time together. So uh, I'm sure we'll find something.
<laughs> awesome. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Lee, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm going to think about it. Just uh, give them the time. Keep your ears open. Always listen. You know, I think it's so easy for us, especially with the way that we're all working remotely. You know, we all have to respond to our email. It seems like immediately uh, it's easy to tune out some of the special little statements that your kids will be making, even in the early times. So don't miss those moments. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm, I'm preaching something that I'm still working on today, which is being in the moment. So do your best to do that because, um, you know, th this stuff is so precious and all the other stuff will come and go. Uh, but you have this window and you think, OK, you know, little babies, 18 years. And, and here I am, an empty nester. And I can't I, I don't know how it's all happened. Um, but uh, just try to keep as focused as you can on the present. Yeah, well said. Love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Lee Goldberg, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Thanks to adding me to your elite list. That really was a pleasure and a pleasure meeting you too. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Lee Goldberg for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Got a very special guest to join me for tomorrow, which is NFL opening day. Hall of Fame legendary quarterback Jim Kelly will be here with me. Check me out on Friday as I will close out the week with a Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood with former Navy SEAL Rusty Nessner. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. <laughs>